This is the My Michelle Live podcast. Weekend Review. A look back at the week. It's My Michelle Live Weekend Review. Here's Michelle. Here's Michelle and co-host Adam Rosieri as we look at some of the big stories in the news this week. What we do is take the news, unspin it, and they gave commentary that looks for a message of hope for the God story because it is out there. There is hope. Um, But you have to look for it. You need a little help, we're here. It almost seems hopeless, Adam, and if you get too involved in watching the news, serious depression can set in, serious hopelessness. It's a crazy world. So true. So true. Actually, Michelle, this past week, yeah, I was tuning into the news, of course, but I made a conscious effort to listen to actual music when I was driving from home to the office, just driving from home to the grocery store. I was like, you know what, Adam? Try and cleanse the mind a little bit. Listen to music be introspective. Don't just drown your brain with every news cycle because that is exhausting and sometimes and it could really beat you down. And we have a responsibility because we love what we do. We have a responsibility to know what's going on in the news, to dig deeper, to make sure that what's being reported is actually accurate. So we really do, Adam and I are scouring through the news and we're digging deep. And trust me, it has the same effect. It can be like, oh, oh, yeah. oh man. Uh, well, and, and Michelle, and then it's like you meet up with family members and friends and obviously the news is noteworthy. It's happening now. It's stuff to talk about. But then you always come across like that one family member or friend who's like, I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to, I don't do politics. But then you, you try to let them realize, listen, the stuff we're talking about affects real life, like in real time. This is really important stuff because it does influence how the institutions and power structures in our country like rain down on us, whether it's good or bad. When we look at the news and we try to talk to people about what's happening, we're trying to help you guys find meaning in what's happening so that you guys can take action individually and with your friends and family to ensure that you are in control of your destiny and that you are in control of your lives to the extent that obviously God allows. So that's where we're at right now. And after listening to all the music, I did have to poke my head back up above the tunes and, and see what's going on in the world. And <laughs> Michelle, we got some we got some headlines this week. We've got some headlines. And the lesson today is there's a scripture verse that says, study to show yourself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And what that's saying is you need to know what you believe. You need to know if this, if the Bible is true, if you look at worldviews, what worldview lines up with truth most effectively. And I would argue it's a biblical worldview. So if that's the case and you believe that, study up and know what you believe and rightly divide, not just what you feel, not just based on your bias, but what's really real because times are getting crazy and we have been complacent. I think that's what you were talking about is, yeah, I don't want to talk about politics, but sometimes that, I think in this world, it's that time has passed us up because our complacency is sending the world to hell in a handbasket without the allowance of balance to be able to debate things out and to find some sanity in the midst of it all. And we're seeing that in one of the biggest news stories this week, and that's the case against Donald Trump. We're going to talk about what is happening, what it's about, what's not going to happen, but it has been, it's a freaking circus, Adam. 
It is a freaking circus. And, and Michelle, when we say Alvin, we're not talking about the chipmunks. We're talking about Alvin Bragg, Manhattan's DA, who literally ran his campaign really around prosecuting Donald Trump. He literally said, this is the guy I will find the crime. And that's what he ran his campaign on. And so I think what we've seen here, and this is what really former Vice President Pence called it, we're now witnessing the criminalization of politics in our country. We've seen Donald Trump go through a multi-year witch hunt and love him or hate him, nobody deserves to go through a witch hunt, especially when it's just like they're trying to find a crime because they don't like you. Okay, and I'm so- going to disagree with you just a little bit, but just a tiny okay. bit. And I'm okay. going to say the the issue that I have with this is that if Donald Trump is a criminal, if he's done illegal things, then yeah, I am fine. No one is above the law. Agreed. That's the way it is in the United States. However, problem is, if you're not doing it across the board, all you're doing is inciting problems. You are demonizing one side and you're not getting to the truth and you're further dividing the nation. You're not doing any good because there were issues with the IRS and Barack Obama. There have been issues with other presidents that have had classified information in their possession. There has been other presidents other politicians who have done egregious things uh, you Michelle, want to just wipe the board wipe the board but do it across it was it was it lbj that was involved in potentially the assassination of john f kennedy was that what i read well, like a month or two ago it's like you're right like our presidents do some crazy things sometimes and we're accused of crazy things we don't accused. know But if you're going to prosecute across the board and just say, you know what, as a people, we want to equally clean out the crap. It's like a stinky hen house that you walk in and it's rancid. Nothing needs cleaned out top to bottom. Rancid. Such a good word, rancid. That's such a good word for this. This whole Alvin Bragg thing has been about this this approval of a $130,000 payment that Trump authorized this uh, adult entertainer named Stormy Daniels, that's her stage name, to settle what he called a nuisance fee. But this is basically, it, he was trying to deny any allegations of a sexual affair. Just, all right, pay her off, get her out of here, let's move on to the next thing. And I think Alvin Bragg was trying to concoct a case around basically misuse of election campaign funds. And I'm just, I guess the problem here is that witnessing the weaponization of our justice system as we've seen. And it's not just this story. We just had another story come out that the DOJ was obviously going after school board moms for no reason at all. That that Congress was asking Merrick Garland and basically DOJ officials about that. And you had this group of moms who were conservative moms. And because of their political views, they were basically being vilified and frankly victimized by a political structure that's supposed to protect our country. And I think as citizens, Michelle, the voter turnout that I saw in my local jurisdiction here was really bad in the last election. People are not showing up to vote and people are not showing up to get their voices heard. And so then you see headlines like this and who do we have to blame but ourselves? We have to be a lot more proactive about what's going on because these things really do matter. Right now, this is Alvin Bragg going after Trump. Tomorrow, it could be any one of us. And that's the problem is when it's not equal, it's not equitable and it's hypocritical this is where we're at now don't get me wrong i'm not defending trump i wish the guy would just shut up and you go away (laughs) yeah well michelle 
he would be so much better off if he would just stick to the issues and not continue with personal attacks against people like Ron DeSantis and others. If you just stick to the issues in our system and in our society, in our news cycles, if you stick to the issues, you'll get way more votes and way more props from the voters. And unfortunately, I think you just can't really, can't really tame that volume. It just still just a lot of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but who's not getting a lot of traction is Biden and Harris. Now they're moving towards their 20, 24 and i'm still amazed i wonder are they actually going to get the dnc seal of approval because their administration has just been crazy now i would say they probably have gotten a lot done that the extreme part of their party wants done but are their approval ratings it's historically low the associated press n o RC Center for Public Affairs Research did a survey and they found Biden has a 38% approval rating. That's extraordinary low, especially as we see that many of these polls skew towards the left because they're bullies and people just don't want to have to deal with that. But he's nearing the lowest point of his presidency following what's been going on with the banks. So his ratings tank like the banks, buddy. Ironically, as his approval ratings are starting to get lower and lower, he's actually starting to revert back to policies that the Trump administration were trying to implement, not just at the border, but also with this whole TikTok ban that we're seeing, I guess, in the headlines now, right? We just had the CEO of TikTok before our lawmakers yesterday. But what is Biden-Harris going to do with this next election? We don't want Progressives don't want them. Republicans don't want them. Like people in the middle don't want them. Who's it going to be? I feel like they're doomed to this destiny of a Biden-Harris ticket again. Biden is 80 years old right now, by the way. And Harris, right? People don't like Kamala Harris. During the primaries, Kamala Harris was calling Joe Biden racist. Accurately so. Joe Biden has done a lot of racist things and said a lot of racist, terrible things. So she's not wrong about that. But she's so unlikable. And she's just so unlikable. Her staffers were quitting. They were dropping like flies in the first year of the administration. So she couldn't retain any employees. And so, you know, now it's like the DNC has to basically live with what they like. They have to live in the bed they made, right? Yeah, Harris is an example of what happens when affirmative action goes just way too far, all the way to the top. It's almost embarrassing. They're ineffective. I'd rather, I, I would that even Bernie Sanders would have won. I know he's an extreme from where maybe I stand, but I, I think he's trustworthy. I think he is someone who makes decisions based on his his worldview and he's sincere this is this has just been a crazy administration and here's the other thing about the racist thing if i can throw that in i don't have a problem with people's past you know as people who are believers we all know what we've been forgiven of so it's not hard to say okay people grow and change the problem is when we see in the administration when we see in joe biden and when we see in in many people their egregious past and then they say no that's not me i didn't do that and they slip it under the carpet it's a learning moment you could say yes this is where we were as a country this is what was going on and this is what i've learned and this is why i'm doing this now there that's a difference that's that's repentance and deliverance and change we just don't see that we see a bunch of ugly liars who have not really changed they'll just do what needs to be done in order to gain power and that's the difference between bernie sanders and joe biden and kamala harris is that 
when Bernie says something, we can all agree, I think, for the most part, his positions are pretty unwise, but at least he really believes them. Then when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris say things, they say it solely as a tactic to get from A to B. They use racism and they use ec economics and the whole equity agenda as a tactic to get from A to B. And B for them is just aggregating more power. They don't really believe in what they say. They don't. Bernie does, even though he's wrong. But Joe Biden and Kamala Harris don't believe in what they say. And also, I'm pretty sure they're bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party. What well, speaking of the Chinese Communist Party, TikTok is under fire from lawmakers. This is they've been they've been grilling TikTok and the CEO Xu Chu. What a That's name! Right. I like that name. But he's been he has been grilled in front of lawmakers because there's 150 million of us in the United States that use TikTok, right? That's and right. what are they doing with our data? I'll give you an example. The BBC has told its employees that they need to delete TikTok from their work phones. That's it because of information breach. Well, In other words, we're tools for the Communist Party to spy. Michelle, so data came forward exposing the fact that TikTok employees were surveilling U.S. journalists. They were tracking their IP addresses, tracking their affiliations, surveilling them, and really trying to make sure that whatever they were doing and saying was favorable to China. Like, that is crazy. And so now the BBC is telling their employees to delete TikTok. Rightfully, TikTok's been banned from India. TikTok needs to be, I hate to say it, it needs to be banned from the United States if TikTok is not forced to sell its assets to an actual U.S. company. And if they want uh, some advice on how to integrate Chinese communist ideology into propaganda, they can just look to Disney. Who it's going to China. We better erase these this black lead character from all of the posters. <laughs> Ooh, we don't want that. That is so good. That is so good. Yeah, Disney is becoming less American by the day. And that's I think the unfortunate reality of a lot of the multinational corporations that started here in America is they're becoming less American by the day, less patriotic. They're forgetting where their roots are. And so I think, Michelle, we have to see our lawmakers come together and create something that basically forbids companies to operate in such a way that generates revenue for a foreign hostile adversary. China is that right now. They're an economic adversary, and they're actually using TikTok to really try to make the idea of them going into battle to take Taiwan a favorable thing. That's okay. They've, they've already used TikTok ghost accounts to convince the American population that the Wuhan lab leak story was fake and they've used fake accounts Fauci controlled still by the believes CCP. It. <laughs> it was Fauci, golly. Freaking Fauci, man. <laughs> I thought I was going to go a week without hearing his name. I was going to be so no, happy. <laughs> I'm not going to let you. No way. <laughs> oh, Fauci. Hey, Fauci, yeah. Get the jab. Everyone likes it. It's good for you. <laughs> you know, his daughter worked at Twitter, by the way, during the whole, at the height of Fauci, his daughter was working at Twitter, making sure. That you, know, you and I were canceled. Thank you very yeah. much. I appreciate Gotta that. Shut us up. Yeah. But <laughs> if you want to look at where we could go, look at what happens in China. If you dissent from the right way of thinking, that's what's happening. And that's why we have to speak out against it. I'll give you an example. At Stanford, their delusion, exclusion, and idiocy policy, DEA, sorry, their administrator was placed on leave. And this was really good. Thank God Stanford 
did this, placed on leave. Why? Because there was a federal judge that uh, Duncan com- yeah Duncan that came to speak about things that were going on in U.S. decision making in the Supreme Court he was shouted down he was deplatformed, and he was doing it with the help of Reen Steinbach who's the DEI administrator there and they apologized they said this is embarrassing this is not okay but Boy, people are getting mad about it. This is freedom of speech. No, it's not freedom of speech. It's bullying. It's absolute. Think of it as a kid. You are in this place where you like to say, oh, these poor LGBTQ kids, and we just don't want them bullied. No, nobody wants anybody bullied. Think of a a child who is different, who is standing in the bathroom and getting pushed around by a bunch of people that you don't get the right to be how you are, different. We all went to school. We experienced the different kids, and no one likes a bully. I hated bullies. I still hate bullies. But that's what they're doing. They're bullying just in another direction, and it's not okay. You're exactly right. They're saying, oh, this is freedom of speech and academic freedom. You know what, Michelle? Like Parents need to be teaching their kids manners. This is a show of no manners. It's a show of disrespect. And frankly, this judge was given the podium for a reason. Give him that time to exercise his freedom of speech. And as a student, sit there and listen to someone who's more experienced than you, who's experienced more life than you, and maybe you'll learn something. This is what we're seeing through our universities across the country right now. And by speaking of universities, Michelle, Hillary Clinton is teaching a course at Columbia now on foreign policy. <laughs> like It should be called <laughs> What Not to Do in Foreign Policy. But you know what? Maybe it is. How not to kill an ambassador like, unfairly. You just how to leave a man behind or two or three or four. Like just, But even still, right? Hillary Clinton at Columbia, I guarantee you she'll have an audience of students who are going to listen to what she has to say. And even if she's saying nothing that has any value, and even if I think she's an absolute, I'm trying to like censor myself here, bad person. <laughs> there we go. At least have some manners and some order in that classroom. No, and I would <laughs> fight for her right to teach. But the short-sightedness of it is if you truly believe that your ideology is so correct, then what the living heck are you afraid of? We often say, hey, even God says, come, let us reason together. God's not afraid of a challenge. Why are you? And why are you not concerned that maybe with this federal judge at Stanford University that you could ask some questions that will maybe get him thinking if you think he disagrees with you? Maybe that could help change his ideology and maybe you can find common ground. Maybe there's a that this is where it, it just doesn't make sense to me anymore where we've just gotten to a place, you're either for us or you're against us, and there is no nuance and there's no challenge. And we're seeing that, as you mentioned, with the fight over parental rights in schools. That's That's right. We really are seeing this with the fight over parental rights in schools. And it's really absurd to even think that the that there were these letters circulating at the highest levels of our DOJ. Even at one point, the idea that the military like the National Guard might be called into school board meetings to make sure these school board moms weren't getting too rowdy. Can you imagine that? (laughs) Imagine that? You have soccer moms showing up to their local school board and the National Guard is standing outside so that the the school board members don't 
get any hard questions asked of him. It's just like, what? why are you so afraid of a mom asking a question about a title that's in the library or a sign that's on the teacher's door or the fact that you, know, you have all these, quote, inspirational quotes on the wall, but they all happen to be quotes from just far-left politicians and nothing from people like Martin Luther King or Condoleezza Rice or anybody that happens to, to tilt to the right or, or even... So no, the fact that Merrick Garland has allowed his DOJ to be so misused and weaponized to be used to criminalize political thought and behavior, it's un-American. And it really represents a detour from our constitution. It's unethical for sure. It represents a detour from our constitution. It represents a lack of respect and a lack of ability to uphold civil rights that people deserve. And um, the you know, outcome, it's time that we stop this. The outcome when you have unfettered power becomes absolutely tyrannical. That check and balance keeps you from getting out of control. Let me give you an update on what's happening. There's a, a bill that's been put forth from House Republicans that would guarantee parents access to information about their education. It would enforce public schools to make certain information available online. So you can just go online and find out what is going on with your kid's class, the curriculums, reading lists, library books, school budget, things of of that nature. And they would also have to notify parents of anything bad that's going on in school, violent acts that happen. But the importance of this is if you remember a mom by the name of Nicole Solis, she is fighting the NEA. Girlfriend just called the school and said, hey, I want to know what's being taught to my little kid. I think it was like in kindergarten or first grade, really young. I want to know what's what's the curriculum. I'm sorry, we can't give you that information. You're just the parent after all. And she said, shouldn't I be able to know? Okay, you have to, you can submit a question individually to the administration in writing. Okay, so she did. She submitted a question. They held a school board meeting derailing her, calling her dangerous and deciding if they're going to sue. But they decided to be benevolent and said, no, we're not. But guess what? The NEA did. And she's still, it's a couple years later, she's still battling that fight against the NEA for asking what her kid is being taught in school. It's crazy how evasive they are, Michelle, because they're even trying to set school board meetings at times that conflict with typical parent schedules. They're trying to ensure that nobody comes to these meetings. They're trying to ensure that nobody asks hard questions to the school board president, to the school board members. That's crazy. Parents have to be involved in their children's education. And man, that mom, Nicole Solis, she asked a really lowball question, like really easy to answer, really easy to like to give that mom what she was asking for. Because hey, guess what? That's her child. And she has a God-given right to ensure that she directs the educational journey of her child up to adulthood. Aren't you and, old school? Yeah, I know. I, it's, I thought this was common sense. Michelle, I'm learning common <laughs> sense is so not common. We're going to have to just rebrand the term common sense <laughs> and just call it rare sense because it's just so <laughs> stupid that parents are being so disrespected by really teachers unions and these well, the administration that are to keep us whole the yeah, biden absolutely. administration has pretty much refused to cooperate in some of the investigation into what had been going on with parental rights and the 
Department of Justice coming down on parents. They have not. They have not produced requested documentation. They basically don't care. So I guess they feel it's okay to demonize regular people. And that's what you were alluding to when we were talking about the problem with Donald Trump. Not everybody likes Donald Trump, and if he did something wrong, fine, put him in jail. But the problem is when you have a system that is jaded, skewed, and going after only one kind of bad thing and everyone else gets skirted under and swept under the rug, how long till it happens to you and I? That's why we should care about Donald Trump. That's why we should care about what's happening with the DOJ. That's why we should care about what's happening in school board meetings because it's starting to affect regular Americans and it is not okay. I want to say in full disclosure that... The concern with giving parental information, they say it's because of, and I'm going to say there's a lot of sincere people that probably really believe that it protects LGBTQ students from parents who would just say, no, you're not. We're not cutting anything off until you're an adult, which seems reasonable to me. And so I, I understand where they're coming from. However, that's not okay. It's not okay because kids need their parents and if they're in an abusive situation there's an out of control child protective service that's ready to sweep them away anyway what are you afraid of so this is that's why i think it's not such a bad discussion to talk about the idea of abolishing the department of education and really just rebranding what public schools are it's absurd that parents are not able to have more of a say in, in what their kids are being groomed by <laughs> can i use the word groom like, sure can, that's, because that's it's really not it okay we've talked about this a lot with the lgbtq issue has taken over every area of american life and if you don't 100 support it if you're not willing to wear the rainbow jerseys for your warm-ups then you're a bigot and you know what that's, that's not okay i well, can no. i don't care who you are or what you identify as that may be your choice and you have that freedom of choice in america i can say that but i can also say i do not think it's okay to tell a child that you're not beautiful the way you are i don't think it's okay to not have the conversation as why is it when you as a male identify as a woman what you're really identifying now is a cartoonish ridiculous view of what a woman looks like with with enlarged body parts and long fingernails and oh i just don't like to touch and oh it's a bug why is it that that, that's not a woman that's a ridiculous portrayal of femininity and it's okay if you're a guy and you feel and you're less macho and you're more feminine that's fine men can come in all kinds of sizes so can women can come in all kinds of flavors but to say you're a woman is appropriation there's that one guy on tiktok there's that one guy on tiktok who was literally a trans woman who was faking pms symptoms like rolling around like Holding his like his abdomen. Oh, oh it hurts so bad. Blah blah blah. And then you just see his Adam's apple just like poking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're like, dude, come on, offensive man. Offensive to all of us who have had to live with that, even at a, yeah. at a young age. It, it's just not okay. And that's a lot of the other issues that are going on. This is like what I'm calling the bullying of American. It's of an extreme inclusion to the exclusion of everything else. So here's a story: a trans athlete. 
46-year-old male who identifies as a woman wins a New York City cycling race. Okay, he says that he feels like a superhero. Of course you can. If I identified as a five-year-old and played t-ball, I would kick off. Crush those kids. (laughs) Home run again. Yeah. (laughs) And why can't we? I'm taking your lunch next, kid. (laughs) And let me ask this question: Why can't I identify? As a seven-year-old. I've seen those people that identify as, like, the adults that identify as babies, like, the, and they wear diapers, and it's just disgusting. And they, like, hold a rattle in a bottle, and you're just like, what are you doing? Like Wearing someone... nothing but a diaper, and as they, as they suck off their pablum, it's running into their chest hair. It's yeah, just disgusting. it makes me think of my dad, who every time he's at the airport, he just texts me, and he's just like, man, people are so ugly. And I'm just like, <laughs> just, it's what has humanity fallen, fallen to? And it's just, man... Somebody help that person out because <laughs> it's like a 50-year-old man wearing Okay, but why can't he? If age, we could say, is a social construct, right? There are people who... <laughs> is age a spectrum have, now? <laughs> you've heard this, the term, he's an old soul. There's younger people who identify and are much more mature, much more capable, much more responsible than many people in, going through midlife crises. So why can't we do that? There's age, no such I thing mean, as truth anymore. Forget chronology. And, and there's also a difference between like metabolic age and chronological age, right? Your metabolic age is like what your body is like its health condition is versus chronological age. So that's a pretty definite thing, right? You started at this point and you're now at that point. Like that's what it is. Like you are that age. You might be a little bit mature for your age or you might be a little bit immature for your age, but that's just a perception. And frankly, there's still a truth. Like you are 38 years old or you are not like you are this age or not parsing through some of this and really keep these in mind as we talk about these stories today because when you think about the difference we use these terms like social construct what's a social construct race is a social construct we are all human and we're a mix of differing regions of people groups that have intermixed we're all human so what is a social construct is race and culture these are things that so our social engineering constructed it's a social right. construct you know what else is a social construct masculinity and femininity Boom. Now, not being a woman or being a man but what femininity is oh girls don't eat too much because girls only eat less than boys oh girls don't don't your legs spread out when you're when you're sitting on the bench waiting to get up to bat because girls sit like this oh girls you need to have long fingernail i don't oh girls <laughs> you need to right that, no that's not true oh. we are created to be who we are god made us in all these different glorious packages for the purpose that we were supposed to fulfill and that's what it's about and or a man you have to be jason momoa and you know this i talk like this kind of big. <laughs> he's a good looking dude right like jason momoa like to good some looking people dude. i'm yeah, sure exactly. he is but yeah but that's not the epitome of what a man is men come exactly. in all shapes and sizes and women are attracted to well, all different kinds I'll of tell you what a woman is not Michelle this New York City cyclist this who says he who says he's a woman but has a bulge like not a woman sorry not a woman you're not <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at the photo of this person on the podium and standing next to two actual women and there's a, there's one bulge there and then there's two others with no bulge that's pretty easy 
I'll see if I can pull up the picture. It's just like, it's, it could be so simple. Like why say that there's, what's the spectrum at now, Michelle? There's several hundred different genders or something like that. I don't, <laughs> just, I don't know. Yeah. Because what it really comes down to is who am I and how do I fulfill the person that I was put into, this body that I've been put into? I hate that we tell kids you are not okay the way you are. We've said this before, any more than it's okay for a a 10-year-old to get breast and because I just don't feel pretty. No, you're beautiful the way you are. Fill out your body in the unique way that you can. But yeah, you look at this picture if you're watching rather than just listening. And it's sad. And there's been women who that didn't win the race that said, you know what, I'm done. There's been schools like a Christian school that was barred from a a sporting event because they chose not to compete with a team that had bio boys. They just didn't feel safe. You're playing a contact sport with boys. No, it's not okay. Now it's a Christian school. So they're probably taking a Christian stance, much like the, the NHL sharks goalie who didn't wear his rainbow Jersey, like he was supposed to and go out. And he said, you know what? I love everybody, but I'm a guy of faith. I'm a Christian and I can't stand for, everything that you stand for and in that taking the stand people people that say then you're a bigot no what you really are is brave and not being bullied because you're saying that's right look i think every trans person or whatever you're dealing with i don't care what your sexual attraction is or what body dysmorphia problems you have if you're an athlete you should compete you should either compete in the biological role you were assigned at birth if you want to put it that way or Uh, put another category as trans athletes i don't care you deserve to compete but you do not deserve to take the place of a woman that's been exactly and it's really upsetting especially when you see how it it tramples over title nine and how the protections that were literally carved out to protect women and to give women opportunities in sports and in education, scholarship opportunities, achievement opportunities. It's terrible when, frankly, when the rights that we've worked so hard to come to and to achieve are literally whittling away by the day and by the news cycle. This is not okay. And I think that we need to see really a lot more feminists and, and also men too stand up to say, this can't happen anymore. We have to come back to reality. We have to come back and live in the truth. And we have to protect women. And also, too, like you said, Michelle, have an empathetic position for those who are dealing with body dysmorphia. It's not our position to it's not our position or right to judge them. Thank but you. By golly, they cannot trample on the rights of others in their own quest to find happiness. It's just not how that works. That's the mo- one of the most important points of what we're talking about today is that uh, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Um it doesn't matter what your issue is, how you fall short, what your struggles are. We all have real struggles in our lives. So I'm not diminishing people who are struggling, people who aren't happy in the skin they're in. That's your battle. I get that. What I am saying, though, is to we say this person identifies as a woman. No, you identify fem- with femininity. And that's you. You identify okay. with femininity. You identify with masculinity. You identify with something in between, but you are not a woman. You're a male who 
feels more feminine. Okay, right. you feel a fine. little more feminine. If you look through history, there have been, not everybody wears pants through history. There's been sometimes in the 18th century, you see these big frilly things and you know, that men wear. I wish I could get away with that every day. People can identify and live out their lives in differing ways. I don't want to be put in a box as a person, as a woman of faith. Don't put me in a box. I dress a little differently. Maybe sometimes I act a little differently. And I understand. I've been in churches where, okay, Michelle, your heels are a little too high and your <laughs> colors are a little too bright. And you're just trying to celebrate the spirit. Yeah, so this is the way people are. I just want to encourage people of faith, love people, disagree, but love people because they don't know how to do it. You see them canceling this thing at Stanford we talked about. The fact that the DOJ wants to be weaponized against people who think differently. They don't know how to do it. It's our responsibility to show them how you can love a person but hate what they're talking about and disagree with what they're doing. Definitely. And fight fire with water. Ah, there you go. Fire with water. That's how you, that's how you win. And right now there's a lot of people fighting fire with fire and all that does is obviously raise the temperature and lead to potentially more violent outcomes. You fight fire with water and you have empathy and you try to love we might get somewhere. We, we might just get somewhere. Let's hope. There are some things that are happening, like the World Athletics has banned trans women from female sports. They have decided that, yeah, they're displacing women. They're going to look into it a little bit closer. And they've appointed someone who is trans on the committee to make sure everything is copacetic. But for <laughs> the time being, they're saying, yeah, no, you got to compete in the in your biological category and I think that's a step forward because women are being displaced in sports it's a horrible thing Wyoming has now become the 19th state to ban boys from competing in girls sports and if you remember the Christian school that I told you about they said combat kind of a basketball can be a combat intense sport I don't want to play against a full-grown man player or a full-grown boy as a girl. Caitlyn Jenner came out and said, yep, you're right. And as a trans person, there's a lot of well-thinking, balanced people who are dealing with LGBTQ issues in their own life. They're saying, whoa, I think we've gone too far. That's right. And the problem is there's there hasn't been a very balanced conversation about the trans issue in general because the far left really only shows one side of the issue. And so it's great to see the voices of people like Caitlyn Jenner being elevated because that presents a much more balanced approach to the issue itself. And frankly, I think as it pertains to women and girls sports, uh, pretty good authority on it, right? Once upon a time, Caitlyn known as Bruce Jenner, right? Gold, gold winning Olympic athlete right like almost defined as like the idea of what a man should be which is very ironic times were different back then right and how times have changed i hope that we can continue to see organizations make decisions and make moves to protect women and to protect men as well trans people as well but so far what we've seen coming out of the ncaa has been very shameful we've seen women competing against biological men and being displaced from world championship recognitions and scholarship opportunities. Scholarships. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And think about what that's, what that's going to do for them later in life. Hopefully it lights a fire in them to really just jump in the fight headstrong and know that 
there's a lot of people with principles and values that stand behind them and support them because this will be a fight that's not going to go away anytime soon. But it looks like you said, Michelle, things might be tilting in the right direction. Unless you're looking at at the bigger stage, like USA Today's Woman of the Year Award. Oh, uh, gosh. was given to a transgender lawmaker from Minnesota who had... Now, if I'm correct, it's only been trans for a very short time, but has been in office an even shorter time and has literally done nothing. I don't care. When did we get to a place where before you run for office or play a sport, we have to know who you sleep with, what kind of clothes you want to wear, what your issues are so that we can celebrate it. And it just, yeah. it doesn't make this sense is, to me. This is USA Today, though. This is the same publication that just gave a similar award to to Richard Levine. That I just dead named Rachel Levine in the White House. And so, guys, we got to pick our, we've got to pick our sources of news really specifically. USA Today used to be a source of, I think, journalistic coverage. And obviously now it's fallen to a very dark place. Where we choose to spend our time, what we choose to engage with. At the end of the day, USA Today has to make money. And so if people are giving publications like USA Today and the Washington Post and sometimes the New York Times attention and CNN, MSNBC, the more engagement you give them, the more you encourage these kind of woke BS kind of narratives to flourish, right? So don't give them the clicks. Don't give them the attention. Let me and Michelle do that for you. And just being fair, though, do seek out your information from a diversity of sources, because when you see an award like this, it's really just marketing, right? They're trying to market and promote the idea that the trans agenda is one that is normal and okay. They're trying to promote the idea that nobody does, no one is a woman like a man. <laughs> exactly. No, no one knows a woman better than a man. Golly, the ultimate mansplain. Just saying, like the hard part of this is that it, this confusion is affecting our children and the next generation. Gen Z is so inundated with conflicting messages they don't know what is right what is wrong what is true what is not and so what i want to encourage you no matter where you're at is to is to hold fast to the truth honor god look at your worldview follow it to the logical conclusion and get to the place where you realize that the truth will set you free. Bring us home, Adam. Like you said, Michelle, Gen Z, they are on pace to be the most medicated and frankly, the most unwell generation right now. They're dealing with a lot of problems. And so at some point they are going to emerge from the fog as anyone who's been dealing with things will do it over time. And uh, I think we just need to be empathetic and help guide them towards a better reality. Everything that's been going on in our country has definitely been very detrimental to our youngest ones, right? The ones who are most vulnerable. As we cover the issues, as we break things down for you guys, please just share this with everyone you know, your friends, your family, your coworkers. In some cases, I understand it can be a little bit tricky in the workplace, but by all means, guys, check out MyMichelleLive.com and subscribe to us, whether you watch us or listen to us. You can find us on all the major podcast networks. We definitely appreciate you guys for listening to us today and God bless you all. God bless you. Catch you next time. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.